Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Our listener support campaign continues. Of course, you can support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net, using the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net, or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 159-13-15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. But today our focus is on Patreon support. And uh, you can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. And uh, it's a really convenient way to support the program. And also just provides us a reliable source of uh, income. And we're nearing our big $1,300 per month milestone, which will mean looking at upgrades and way to uh, improve our equipment and the way we do and uh, deliver the podcast. So go to patreon.greatdetectives.net and you'll also uh, receive our monthly newsletter and uh, much more. Check it out, patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby and the title is Cinderella for a Day. Mystery is my hobby. Today's story took place a few weeks ago. Inspector Danton and I had attended a radio show called Cinderella for a Day. We were guests of Tony Bradford, the sponsor's son, and were enjoying ourselves thoroughly. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Felix Emery, our master of ceremonies, will collect the ballots from our judges and announce the winner in today's Cinderella for a Day contest. Say, this is quite a deal, isn't it, Bart? <laughs> it certainly is, Inspector. One of the most popular radio shows on the air. Must be some kind of, of a gag to it, giving away all that stuff. I assure you, there isn't, Inspector. How do you know? Because Sam Bradford, who sponsors this show, is a good friend of mine, and Sam doesn't operate his business on gags. Oh, Say, it was Bradford's son, Tony, who invited us here, wasn't it? Yes, that dark-haired chap sitting up in front of the magic uh, curtain, Tony. Sitting in front of the what? The magic curtain, Inspector. In a moment, the winner of today's contest will drink from the magic cup, and the magic curtain will open, revealing today's gift. Oh, I get it. Quite a gimme. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, the ballots are in, and the new Cinderella for the day is Miss Nellie Easton. Nellie looks right clean. Yeah, she should. Besides receiving several hundred dollars worth of gifts, she'll be the guest of the show at all the popular amusement spots in town during the next 24 hours. Not bad. She's a good-looking babe. Quite beautiful, I should say. Hey, it looks as though Tony himself are going to hand her the magic cup. Yeah, I thought that'd be the announcer's job. Yeah, you're right. Felix Emery, the master of ceremonies, is presenting her to Tony Bradford. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear how Tony sounds as a speech maker. He looks rather nervous. You can't blame the guy. Must be a couple of thousand people here. Tony's going to talk now. Uh, Miss Easton, it gives me great pleasure to congratulate you on being chosen Cinderella for a day. I now offer you the magic cup, one draft from which will cause the magic curtain to open and reveal the many gifts 
that ought to be yours. Oh, that wasn't bad for an amateur. Sounded kind of stilted to me. Oh, come now. Hey, what's the <laughs> matter with that red-headed babe? Hmm? Oh, she's one of the contestants. She seems to be disturbed because she didn't win. Who's that talking to her? That's Nick Lewis, the announcer. He must have said the right thing. She's quieted down. Look, Miss Easton is drinking from the cup now. Yeah. What's in it, anyway? Well, nothing very exciting, Inspector. Colored water I met. Hey. What's the matter? Miss Easton seems to be ill. Yeah, look, she's collapsing. She's fallen into Tony Bradford's arms. Call a doctor, someone! Close in those curtains! You just say only color water was in that cup, but come on, let's get up on the stage! Right, sir. This door must lead to the state inspector. Yeah. All right, everybody, stay right where you are. Tony. Tony, what happened? Hello, Bart. I'm glad you're here. I can't imagine what caused Miss Easton to, to collapse. Obviously, heart trouble. Heart trouble, my foot. Look at her. She's dead. Furthermore, she's been poisoned. What? Poisoned? We. You can't be serious. How could she have done that magic cup of yours? Hey, what happened to the cup? Where is it? Here it is. I took it from Miss Easton when it looked as though she were going to fall. Well, that's just dandy. Anybody else handled it? Well, I'm afraid we all did at one time or another. If it's uh, fingerprints... Yeah, it... that's it, son. It was fingerprints I was thinking of. Well, Bart, it looks as though we stepped into something. Yes, it does, Inspector. I propose that we clear the auditorium. Clear the auditorium, but look, suppose... That one of the 2,000 witnesses committed the murder. Uh -huh. Obviously, we can't question 2,000 suspects, Inspector. Well, of course not. Besides, it's going to be bad publicity if it's suspected that Miss Easton was murdered. So far, the people out front think she merely collapsed. They won't think so after tonight's papers get out. Inspector, the chances are 1,000 to 1 that it was someone connected with the show who's responsible. I think we'll have better luck apprehending the guilty party if we don't have 2,000 curious people milling around. Yeah, maybe you're right at that. Okay, everybody, only you hang around. Bart, get hold of a doctor, will you? Pleasure, Inspector. Bradford, give me a list of all the people who Tell you, Bart, we can't keep those people locked up in those dressing rooms much longer. No, why not, Inspector? Uh, 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 never mind. You're right, as usual. Yeah. Uh, have you the doctor's report? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was poison in the cup, all right. Now, if we only knew who put it if in there... If we knew, we'd have our man, wouldn't we, Inspector? Yeah. Murderers are such smart people. Not all of them. Hey, where are you going? Step over here a minute, will you, Inspector? Sure. Find something? Possibly. That table in the corner is where the magic cup was left until the time when Miss Easton came to drink from it. What about it? I, I don't see No, 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 wait a minute. Don't get that close, Inspector. Keep away. Keep away? But look, if there's some evidence... The evidence, Inspector, is on the floor, right under your nose. Under my nose? Oh, say, those footprints... Right. Inspector, the floor is a composition material, highly polished. Now, there are three sets of footprints plainly visible, aren't there? Yeah. But, uh... Uh, how are they going to tell us anything? Because until it was time for the winner of the contest to drink from the cup, no one approached this table. It was placed here in this corner out of the way. I'll go for that, but I still don't see... This set of footprints here was obviously made by Felix Emery, the master of ceremonies, when he came to get the cup and hand it to Tony. Okay, we can check that easy enough. And the person who made this set of footprints obviously came from backstage. Yeah, the guy who put the cup here in the first place must have made them. Exactly, that's another fact we can check. Sure. We're boiling them down, eh, Bart? Right. Yeah, the chances are that the guy who put the cup here in the first place is the boy we're after. Hmm? Why, Inspector? Why? Because he had a chance to dump in the poison and he was carrying the cup. That's good reasoning, Inspector, but I think we have something more substantial to go on. Oh, you do? Yes, the person who made the third set of footprints is more likely to be our man. Why? Why? 
because he was the only one of the three who had no other purpose in coming to the table during the performance. Well, maybe you're right. Yes, I'm quite sure I am, Inspector. It would have been a simple matter for our murderer to have moved over to the table while today's Cinderella was being selected, dropped the poison into the magic cup quite a notice. Okay, so that's how it happened. Now, how are you going to prove who it was? <laughs> I wish I could answer that question as casually as you ask it in... Uh, Say, by Jove. Now what? Get down on your knees here, Inspector, and examine these footprints closely. Down on my knees. Okay, so now we're down on our knees. If we only had some dice... Take a good look at the heel marks on those three set of footprints, Inspector. Yeah, I'm looking. They're all alike. That means that the same person could have made all three. They aren't all alike, Inspector. No? Notice that on this one, the circles made by the tread all appear to be hollow except one. See, that's right. The circle's smooth. As though the ring were filled up with mud or something. Yes. And this set of footprints was made by the person we believe was responsible for the death of Nellie Easton. By golly, that's a fact. So all we have to do is find out who made the footprint. Right. Inspector, I'd like you to get a police photographer and have some pictures made of these footprints. Okay. What are you going to be doing? Hi, Inspector. I'm going down to the men's dressing room where our suspects are waiting and ask them to take their shoes off. Oh, for gosh sakes, Tony, stop pacing back and forth. You're giving me the willies. Here, say that again, Nick. Sit down, will you, Tony? Okay, okay. I suppose my pacing is the only thing that makes you guys nervous. What do you mean by that crack? Oh, nothing. I was just thinking about last night, that's all. What's last night got to do with it? You ought to know, chum. You and your big talk. Listen, are you saying that I had anything to do with poisoning Miss Cinderella? Sure I am. You brought the cup in from backstage. Why, you... Forget it, you two. Use your heads. Why would any of us want to poison the babe? None of us ever saw her before today, did we? Well, did we? No, I didn't, if that's what you're driving at. Neither did I. Well, then let's quit this wrangling. If we don't drink and Danton will get ideas. <laughs> Bart's going to find out about last night anyhow. Don't think he isn't. I know how he works. Oh, stop hopping about last night. It hasn't anything to do with this business. Oh, no? Oh, hello, Drake. Put your finger on the murderer yet? No, not yet, Emery. Tony, where's Cliff Ogden, the manager of the show? Uh, he was here a minute ago, Bart. I, uh... I think he went down to check up on the women who were in the contest. I see. All the contestants are here, then. Yes, uh, Cliff locked them up in another dressing room. Good. Well, gentlemen... Oh, come in, Inspector. Did you get hold of the photographer? Yeah, Harry Carson came up with medical examiner Ryan. Harry's taking pictures and Ryan's examining the body. Fine. Let's hope that we can clean this up within the next few minutes. Gentlemen... Would you mind removing your shoes, please? What? Removing our shoes? What kind of a gag is this? The ways of the cops are strange, I always say. Well, it's okay with me. Thank you. How about you, Lewis? Okay. Okay, what have I got to lose? Hope my socks haven't any holes in them. I'd be so embarrassed. Maybe you will be anyhow, Bob. Tony, have uh, you any objections? Well, uh, no, although I can't see the point of it. There's the first one. Look it over, Inspector. Okay. Well, here's mine. What'll I do with them? Hand them to the inspector, please. Okay. Well, this one's okay. So is this one. Let me see yours, son. Tony, uh, I'll take yours. Here they are. Seems rather silly. Yes, I know. Let me see. Hmm. Now, the left shoe's all right. Suppose the right. <laughs> okay, Tony. Here you are. Thanks. Okay, chum, put them back on. I'll be glad to. My feet are getting cold. Did you find anything, Inspector? Nope. Clean as a whistle. That's odd. I don't understand unless... Unless what? Unless, by Jove, Inspector. Aha! Uh -huh, the mastermind has knuckled onto something. 
Tell us about it, Sherlock. I intend to, but first Keep I... your hands off me, Copper. I'm going in here whether you want me to or not. Come back here, you. Well, who's this? It's the redhead. I'm Wanda Graham, and I'm sick and tired of being cooped up in that lousy dressing room, and it was me who was to be chosen Cinderella for today. I said come out of there. Wait a minute, Ralph. This sounds interesting. Lady, what was that remark you just made? I said I'm sick and tired of being cooped up in that lousy dressing room. I was supposed to be chosen Cinderella for today. Tony promised me. Wanda, shut up. I won't shut up. You double-crossed me, Tony Bradford, and you're not going to get away with it. I didn't double-cross you. It wasn't my fault. Now, keep quiet. I won't. I'm going to tell what happened. I'm going to tell who it was who poisoned Nellie Easton. Wanda, if you open your head about last night, I'll... I'll... You won't do anything, Junior. Now, sit down. Cool off. Miss Graham, you were going to tell us who murdered Nellie Easton. Sure. It was Nick. It couldn't have been anyone else. Oh, why couldn't it? Because of what he said last night, that's why. Pardon me for interrupting. But will somebody please tell me what happened last night? It must have been exciting. That's a good suggestion, Inspector. Well, Miss Graham? Sure, I'll tell you. Nick and I have been going around together. He kept promising he'd fix it so I'd get on the show and be chosen Cinderella. Only he never did. Well, then I met Tony, and he gave me a big rush. So I figured that maybe he could fix it easier. Last night, he had a good... Hello, Tony, darling. You waiting long? Hi, Wanda. Thought you'd never get here. Come on. I've got a table reserved near the dance floor. Okay, waiter. Yes, sir, Mr. Bradford. This way, please. Oh, I love to go places with you, Tony. You're, well, you're so important. <laughs> Anybody can be important if they have the money to pay for it. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, boy, what wonderful music. Shall we dance? No, no, not yet. Say, Tony, did you... It's all set, darling. Tomorrow I'm going to be on the show myself. Sort of a special occasion. <laughs> the sponsor's son, you know. And are you sure that I'll be chosen? Don't worry about it. It's all set. Oh, Tony, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, Nick will be furious when he finds out about it. Nick's furious about it right now, baby. Nick, where did you... You hadn't been so busy making moon eyes at Babyface here, you'd have noticed that I was sitting at the next table. Listen, mister, I don't like being called Babyface. That's just too bad, Sonny boy. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to have you fired off the show, for one thing. Not for 13 weeks, you aren't, chum. Your old man just put his John Hancock on a contract bearing my name. Contracts have been broken before. No, for heaven's sakes, why can't you boys stop arguing and be friends? Because I'm particular about my friends. About guys chiseling in on my girl. Louis, you're drunk. Now run along and peddle your papers and uh, we'll forget the whole thing. I'm not drunk and we're not forgetting the whole thing. We're settling this right now. Settling what? There's nothing at all to settle. There's plenty to settle. Oh, you're my girl, Wanda. You always have been. Right now, you're carried away by this goon and his dough, but... One more crack like that, Lewis, and I'll make you wish that you'd... Oh, relax, big shot, relax. You don't have to impress Wanda. She knows what she wants. Right now, she thinks you can get it for her. That's her only interest in you. Nick! Sorry, honey. Bradford, I'm going to say something that won't make sense to a guy like you. Mm, nothing you've said so far has made sense. I happen to be in love with Wanda. Sure, go ahead and say it. I'm a sucker. All right, so I'm a sucker, but that's the way it is. I'm in love with her, and I'm not letting any false alarm like you take her away from me. I've already taken her away, mister. You'd better start getting used to the idea right now. I'm not getting used to anything. I'm telling you to lay off. I'm warning you, fella. Get smart and see things my way. Because if you don't, 
I'm going to kill you both. So that's all that happened last night, was it, lady? All that happened? Say, isn't threatening to kill us both enough? A threat to kill Miss Graham is hardly enough evidence to convict a man. Also, where does Nellie Easton fit into the picture? Was she there? Did anyone threaten her? Listen, I can tell you... If you don't mind, Miss Graham. Thank you. Well, Lewis, what have you to say for yourself? Nothing. It happened that way, I guess. I was pretty drunk. Only I wasn't drunk today, and I didn't put the poison in that cup. There's a switch. I thought that guy was going to break down and confess. How about you, Tony? Any changes to make a Miss Graham story? Uh, she told it pretty straight. So? I uh, hope it won't go any further about me arranging to have Miss Graham win today's contest. That's something that will remain beyond the inspectors in my control, I'm afraid. Emery, will you come with the inspector and me, please? Why, sure. If there's anything I can do... There I... is. Miss Graham, the officer outside the door, will escort you back to your dressing room. Tony, you and Lewis stay here. Uh, no. I'm not going to stay alone with Lewis. After all, if he's already committed one murder... Committed one murder? Doggone you! I wouldn't worry, Tony. However, if you're concerned, we'll station another officer in here with you. Come along, Inspector. All right, Emery. How much did Tony offer you to switch the ballot? Switch the ballot? I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Did he threaten to have you fired off the show, or did he offer you money? He didn't offer me anything. Now, now look, Drake, I don't have to answer your questions, and I'm not going to... You're quite say... right, Emery, you don't have to answer my questions. It's entirely up to you. However, if you spent a few days in jail... Jail? Naturally, you don't think for a second we're going to let you off scot-free and arrest the others, do you? But I didn't have anything to do with this. Listen, if I'm arrested, it, it'll ruin me. Perhaps you're right. However, if you care to cooperate now, I think I can assure you that it won't be necessary for you to spend any time in jail. How can I believe that? That's entirely up to you, Emery. It's your one chance. I see. You think you've got me over the barrel, don't you? Quite frankly, yes. I suppose you know I'd be fired out of my ear if I ever admitted switching those ballots. There are two answers to that, Emery. First, the admission won't go any further than the inspector and me. Second, I don't think you did switch the ballots. Well, then what are we... You took money from Tony and promised him that you would switch them. Then at the last moment, you either got cold feet or found there wasn't an opportunity. Isn't that true? If it were true, what difference does it make? So long as the ballots weren't switched... It makes all the difference in the world, Emery. Now listen. Tony admits that he promised Miss Graham that he could arrange it so she would win the contest. That guy. We were all getting sick of the way he was throwing his weight around just because he was a sponsor's yes, son. Yes, yes, I know. Never mind that. It just stands to reason that the only way Tony could make his arrangements was through you. Because you were the only one who handled the ballots after they left the hands of the five judges. I still don't see why. Because, Emery, Nellie Easton was poisoned by mistake. Miss Graham was supposed to be the real victim. I see. Okay, you win, Drake. Tony gave me a thousand dollars. The last minute I got scared that someone would see me. My job was worth more than a grand. Mm -hmm. I was going to give it back. Even if Tony did get me fired, I, I figured I could get another job if my reputation was clean. Splendid, thank you. Your confession, Emery, has been taken down by Inspector Denton and the stenographer in the next room, so don't make the mistake of trying to change it. Why, you... There's no need for alarm. The information will be kept confidential. Right now, I can practically promise you, you won't have to spend any time in jail. Sure, that was smart, all right, Bud, getting the confession out of Emery. 
And I don't see that it proved anything. It might not prove a thing, Inspector, but it strengthens the theory I have. As soon as Lewis gets here, I'll show you what I mean. Uh, you're going to accuse him of something, too? Yes, I'm afraid I am, Inspector. You see, I already know who made those footprints. You already know, but doggone it, none of the shoes we looked at corresponded to the pictures we took. That's quite true, Inspector. However... You want to see me? Yes, yes, we did, Lewis. Close the door, please, and come in. There's anything more I can tell you. You think you're going to make me confess to putting the poison that I well, The last thought in our mind, Lewis, is to try to get you to confess to murdering Nellie Easton. It would be foolish of us to even think you would. Well? However, there's one thing I want you to confess to. You saw Wanda Graham again last night after leaving the nightclub, didn't you? That's none of your business. Frankly, Lewis, I'm only guessing. I don't know that you saw Wanda. I haven't a shred of proof. However, if you want to tell us what happened, it might save you a lot of embarrassment. Why? Look, Drake... I've already told you that I didn't put the poison in that cup. Yeah, we remember that. The trouble is, but we don't believe it. I right? don't care whether you believe it or not. I didn't do it. You can't prove that I did. That's very true. On the other hand, Lewis, you can't prove that you didn't. So that makes us even. Now, do you want to talk or do I get out my shiny new handcuffs and try them on your wrists for size? Look, I, I don't get this. What difference does it make whether or not I saw Wanda after she left the silver slipper? It makes a difference, Lewis, of charging you with the murder of Nellie Easton or not charging you with it. Before you say anything, let me tell you what I think happened. And that way, all you have to do is answer yes or no. Okay, go ahead. You hung around the silver slipper until Tony and Wanda left. You followed them to her apartment. You waited until Tony drove off, and then you went up and pleaded with Wanda to forget Tony and marry you. Go on. That's all, Lewis. I'm not interested in what Miss Graham's answer was. All I want to know is... Is what I said true? Yeah. Yeah, that's it, Drake. Thank you. Wanda will probably tell you herself when you ask her the little. We're not going to ask you, Lewis. We don't have to. Thank you. Inspector. Yeah? Ask Ralph to bring Tony in here. We'll have a little private talk with him. And then I think we can definitely accuse the guilty party of murdering Nellie Easton. You see, Tony, it's like this. We feel reasonably sure that we know who put the poison in the cup, but it isn't going to do us much good unless we can get enough facts to substantiate a charge. Sure, Bart, I understand. The trouble is I've told you everything I know. Sure, that's what the others said, only we found out different. But there isn't anything else to tell. If there were, I'd How be about only... after you left Wanda's apartment last night, Tony? What? I don't know what you said to each other before you left, and I'm not particularly interested. I have a hunch, however, that Wanda was impressed by Nick's admission at the Silver Slipper that he was honestly in love with her. Well? Because of that, she was probably a little cold to you. After all, women are flattered when a man tells them he's in love with them and means it. Now, look here, Bart. The chances are that Wanda toyed with the thought anyway. She wanted to be left alone. She sent you home earlier than you'd intended. Is that right, Tony? It seems to me that you're sticking your nose into something that doesn't concern you. Well, that's very possible, Tony. My guess is that you became suspicious because of Wanda's attitude, and you hung around outside for a while. And you weren't too surprised when you saw Nick Lewis drive up and go in. Oh, so you know about that. Yes, Lewis just told us. Well, what about it? Lewis didn't see me, and I didn't go up to see Wanda again. I know you didn't, Tony. You went home. You got to thinking about it. It occurred to you that Lewis might have been right when he said that Wanda was interested in you only because of your money. Oh, that's a lot of nonsense. No, it isn't, Tony. You probably had some drinks, and the thought grew in your mind. You enlarged upon it. Your natural vanity rebelled. So then, you got to thinking of today's show, and you saw an opportunity to get your revenge. That's when you decided to murder Wanda Graham and make it appear that your rival was guilty of the crime. You're crazy. No, I'm not, Tony. I have positive proof that it was you who put the poison in the magic cup. And now I have your motive. Inspector, you won't get away. Oh, no, I'll show you. Let me think about it, buddy. 
know, Bart, there's a funny thing. A funny thing? What's that, Inspector? Uh, somehow or other, we most always wind up here at the Lamplighters Club playing chess after working on one of these murder cases. Why? Well, it's uh, relaxing, Inspector. Figuring out a murder is strenuous business, you know. It doesn't bother me any. It doesn't, Inspector. No. So uh, that's the only reason you always suggest a game of chess, eh? Well, it uh, does give you an opportunity to ask me how I knew that the guilty party was guilty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you might have that in mind. Well, <laughs> this time I'm not going to ask you. You aren't? No. Well, very well, then. I'll tell you anyhow. Okay, go ahead and tell me. It was the footprint, Inspector. Remember that one of the heel marks, the one that we decided was worn by the person who put the poison in the cup, had a tread ring that seemed to be filled with mud or some other substance. Sure. And I also remember that uh, when we looked at the shoes of the suspects, all the rings were free of any trace of such a substance. Quite true. And, Inspector, it probably was unfair of me not to have shown you Tony's left shoe. Why? Because you would have noticed that there was an extra nail hole. A what? The nails that hold a rubber heel to a shoe, Inspector, are always sunken in the rings of a tread so that they're not visible until the heel becomes worn down. So what? There are eight nails on the average heel, Inspector. There were eight impressions on the right heel of Tony's shoe, Inspector. But there were nine on his left. A phenomenon, eh? No, not a phenomenon, Inspector. A fact. Why were there nine nail holes on the heel of his left shoe? Because he had stepped on a thumbtack and had removed it before we examined the shoe. Well, doggone. The thumbtack made the ninth hole, eh? That's it, Inspector. And that's why the ring appeared to be filled with mud or something. The thumbtack left a flat impression. Well, I'm a so-and-so. And you figure I would have noticed that, eh? Naturally, you would, Inspector. Oh, Natch. <laughs> now, tell me why you noticed it. All right, Inspector. I noticed it because mystery is my hobby. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, the title of the episode uh, evokes the memory of the classic radio and later television program, Queen for a Day, though, of course, the way the contest uh, is managed here is entirely different from uh, what happened on Queen for a Day, where winning was based on applause, and uh, more often, the harder and more difficult the story, the uh, greater the chance that a contestant had of winning. Uh, the way these programs did actually make money is just uh, through uh, the sponsorships uh, that they got from companies who met people's needs. Uh, ben Alexander had a show that was very similar to Queen for a Day, and uh, the way that the show was administered is, you know, you'd have, say, a sponsor who uh, sold beds. And so, you know, you'd give away a bunch of beds and then uh, read some copy for the sponsor. And then you'd go on to people who had other needs and you'd end up reading ads for the companies who met those needs as well. As for the story itself, uh, I continue to be impressed by just the quality of the mysteries that we get on Mystery is My Hobby, because there were so many layers and so many untruths and deceptions that uh, Drake and Denton had to peel back. 
and they have less than 25 minutes to tell the story and still manage to have time for uh, some light banter and uh, chess playing between uh, Drake and Banton at the end. Listener comments and feedback, and I uh, got this uh, comment off of you, uh, YouTube. Hank writes, "Can you?" Uh, and this was regarding the episode of Nero Wolf. Can you imagine the Great Gilder sleeve as Nero? Uh, Green uh, Street was the best for me. Wow, that would have been some casting. Uh, I, would Nero Wolf do the Gildersleeve laugh? That would be weird. Though, I don't know. I, I think it would probably be better casting than uh, Lionel Standler as uh, Archie Goodwin in the uh, 1930s movies. And Harold Perry, who played Gildersleeve, he definitely did have the build. Would have stretched him as an actor, but... It might be interesting to see or hear, you know, if there were some alternate universe where that happened. Uh, but thank you so much for the comment. Interesting idea there. And I do want to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Remember, you can become one of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Thank you to Eugene, Patreon supporter since March 2016, currently supporting us at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. I appreciate your support. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Next Thursday, another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become... One of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.